Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Hey there, friends. Welcome to episode 32. I am excited to have you here today. It seems that we have unwittingly stumbled onto some recurring themes here on the podcast. Have you noticed that? There are a few subjects that have come up multiple times, and one of those is women in ministry. You can scroll all the way back to our second episode for my conversation with Jessica Simpson on the subject. And then back on episode 26, I talked with Daniel Corin about his book. He called her Pentecostal Women in Ministry. If those conversations resonated with you, or if you are a woman who is called to ministry, today we have an amazing opportunity to share with you. Our guests are Sister Pebble Wisdom, who joined me back on episode 24, and Sister Jenny Russell. They came on to talk about an awesome resource, including an upcoming conference happening in October called The Deborah Project. Their burden for equipping young and not so young ladies for ministry is so needed in the church, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. So let's get to it and hear all about The Deborah Project. Sister Jenny Russell and Sister Pebble Wisdom, welcome to Good Question. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to have you guys on. We had Sister Pebble on a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's been more than a few weeks now and really enjoyed that conversation. And I enjoyed listening back to it. Um, it was really encouraging just to me personally. So thank you again for that. But I was excited to have you guys back on. Whenever we talked before, Sister Pebble, I did not even realize that you were involved with the Deborah Project. I don't know how I had missed that. And when I saw that, maybe like the week after <laughs> your episode came out, I was like, oh, that was something else I could have asked her about. And then I thought, well, no, I'll just have her come back. And um, we're excited to have Sister Russell with us to talk about it, too. And I'm excited to hear about it and I'm excited to come to the conference. So I want to ask you all kinds of questions about it. So before we get into all of that, I'll have you guys uh, take turns, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are. I don't know who wants to go first. I'll let you guys decide that. <laughs> go ahead, Sister Russell, you go first. Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, you know, it's really difficult to introduce yourself sometimes. What do I say? Uh, well, my name is Jenny Russell. I'm the executive vice president at Urshan College and Urshan Graduate School of Theology. I'm a general licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church. Um, I have a master's degree in counseling. Um, I've been married for 28 years uh, to a wonderful man uh, who's an ordained minister, and we've done a lot of uh, great things in ministry over the years. Um, uh, we have been church planters. We've been uh, missionaries uh, to the Czech Republic and Germany. Uh, we work for two little children's mansion in the beginnings, and we're back here in St. Louis and just loving these college students and these grad students and just um, great to be on with you. That's an exciting list of places that you have been in 
worked. Some of my favorite things, missions and Tupelo Children's Mansion. <laughs> Sister Pebble? Okay. Uh, well, my name is Pebble Wisdom. Um, I said some of this the last time I was on, but I do have four children. I have been married to my husband for 22 years. <laughs> now, see, this is, I get to fix this because the last time I was on this podcast, I said, I've been married for 17 years. I just spoke. <laughs> and then almost in the next breath, I said, I have an 18 year old son. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh no. Do you know, Jessica, that I didn't even realize I had done that until my son called me and he said, uh, mom, I just listened <laughs> to that podcast you did. And, uh, do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway. Oh, well, we just can't take ourselves too seriously. Right. That's right. Um, We've, we've been pastoring in the great city of Wagner in the great state of Oklahoma for 17 years, and we do love it. I am also a licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church International, and I don't take that lightly. I love it so very much. I've been privileged to be involved in a few things like the Deborah Project with Sister Russell and some other great great people. Um, I started the Beautiful You Conference, which we talked about. Um, I've just um, enjoyed everything that the Lord has allowed me to do this far. And I am looking forward to talking about the Deborah Project with you tonight. Yay, I'm excited about it too. So I'll let either of you who wants to take this, if someone has never heard of the Deborah Project, what is it? Um, well, I'll start and meet Pebble. We play off each other real well. So uh, <laughs> she'll finish my sentences and uh, make it sound better. But um, the Deborah Project is a a conference. And really, I guess it's really more than a conference. It's something we do all year round. Um, our mission is to help girls to find their ministry and, through, and help them through uh, friendship, teaching, and resources. Um, and just help validate them and take the sterling with them to becoming what they should be in the kingdom of God. Pebble, do you want to add to that? I think. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's our mission statement is to help girls um, find their calling and to validate them. And, you know, um, so many girls come from um, to Deborah Project from smaller churches or smaller um, communities. And I think it just kind of opens their eyes to, wow, there are lots of opportunities, not that they aren't getting, getting that where they are, but it's just important to be around other like-minded people who have the same goals and the same, uh, who are headed in the same direction and mm -hmm. are trying to get in that vein. And, and, and of course it's, it's good for, um, the girls to come and see, you know, this is a ministry of Urshan college. And so it's a great opportunity for the girls to come and see what a great job they're doing there and what it's all about. And, um, you know, see if that's something that they want to pursue as well. I really love that. It's kind of funny. I didn't intend for this to be the case, but over six months of doing podcasts, we're at like right around 30 episodes. Um, this is the third one that we've done that's kind of talked about the idea of women in the ministry. And um, it's kind of just become a theme for us, I guess, because uh, because I am a woman and I feel like I have a calling from God. Um, but also it's just been something that has resonated with a lot of people who've reached out to us after those other episodes and said, I'm glad to hear someone encouraging this and talking about this. And 
um, I've, I've been, I guess you could say proud of our organization and our apostolic movement for being kind of ahead of the game in comparison to other um, denominations in regards to supporting and promoting women in ministry. But it's still in some places not something that a lot of women have the support that they probably need. And so something like this is so cool. Like it's just so encouraging to think about um, young ladies getting in there and getting those resources that they need early on. One of the things that you guys said was friendship. What is the, what do you see as being the, um, the great benefit of establishing friendship with other ladies who are called by God? Well, I think, I think we just, you know, we, we gather strength from each other. And I think it's important to meet people who um, don't have their lives all figured out. You know, they're struggling. And it's just good to to meet faces um, that are just like you that are are trying to find their way, and they just feel this nudging and this call that God has on their lives. But but at the same time, their lives aren't perfect. And um, and, and again, like Sister Russell said, you know, validating. Okay, what I am feeling, this is the Lord, and I can do this with Him. Um, so I, I think it's important to have friendships um, that that are are the same in the same vein that you're in. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I pig, pig, piggyback off that and uh, say that, um, you know, these friendships that you make when you come to Deborah Project are those that you can take with you and network with one another. And it just like Pebble and I, I mean, I met her really actually through Pebble, through a Deborah Project. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things of that friendship is that she encourages me um, through texts or calls or and she doesn't even realize that maybe I need to hear from her. And even though, you know, we, we're supposed to have it all together, we, we, we don't even at our age. And, um, you know, just this last week, I mean, I'm getting a text from Pebble. Hey, just when you know, I'm praying for you and thinking about you. And uh, it was just a time like, wow, this is great. Somebody is there with me. Um, so yeah, friendships are, I think so valuable in this, especially in something like this. So you mentioned that it's both a conference and then that you also have other things that are happening throughout the year. So talk to me a little bit about, let's talk about the other things first, and then we'll talk about what to expect from the conference. What kind of other resources are you providing throughout the year? Um, well, we do, uh, so through social media, we do um, little video clips and we, we give out book resources that they can use. Uh, Pebble, what's some other things that we do? Yeah, so um, a lot of it right now is through social media. Um, we're uh, really working on our Instagram. And and I will say this, Jessica, we've sort of relaunched this this mm-hmm. year. Um, in, in January, we kind of just did this big, well, no, anyway, a few months ago, this big relaunch. And so um, we're, we're going to try to have, uh, you know, meet and greet at different places. Like, you know, uh, well, we didn't have NAYC this year, but NAYC and conference and 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 in different places and just try to get people together but um our social media is where we're really starting to put devotions on there we have um uh different different um highlights like we'll do a missionary highlight for girls who are interested in missions or um what else has she done i can't even think right now um uh, authors different authors have been on there um just um different preachers who are preaching and and styles of preaching just trying to make it more 
um, of a mainstream place where girls can be like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah, I think the one she just recently did was on um, school ministry and how to balance that. And, um, she had several, uh, I think, hyphenated girls on there talking about that uh, subject with them. Yeah, I've seen some of those um, kind of coming through my social media feeds of different video series and things that you guys have done. And I noticed recently that you did one about uh, about becoming licensed. And you guys both mentioned that you are both licensed with the UPC. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Why has that been important for you? And why? What, what, is your, what are your thoughts just kind of around women becoming licensed? Well, for me... Um... You know, I've been in ministry, I was talking about this in class today, I've been in ministry over 35 years, but I didn't with my husband for many of those years. And I was also single doing ministry. I was an single aimer, uh, but it's, I'm 58. And so one of the things I found is that I could do ministry, but they didn't really encourage you to go for licensure in, in my era. And um, my husband was always so encouraging. Those mentors around me, why, why haven't you done this? It's something you, you've done for so long. And just a few years ago myself, I thought, well, yeah, this is something I do. And I found that licensure helped me feel validated in what I was doing. It helped me to be accountable. Um, and I, you know, Pebble and I talk about this a lot, so we're probably going to say a lot of the same things. Her journey was a little different um, than mine. But I think it's, it's our same commonality is that, yeah, validation and accountability. Um, and it's just that it's just, a, I think, a great encouragement in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just kept feeling this nudging, this nudging, this nudging. I never, you know, when I was a girl, never dreamed that I was going to be a preacher, you know, a licensed minister that never even crossed my mind until I was a little bit older. Um, and I just kept having this nudging and it just wouldn't go away. And I just kept saying, Lord, you know, that's for somebody else. I don't need to do that, but it just wouldn't go away. And so I, I sort of wrestled with it and struggled with it for a long time and worried about what people would think and if they would even license me, you know, here. And, um, and so I struggled with that for a long time. And my, finally, my husband is the one who said to me, which he, you know, was my biggest cheerleader the whole time always has been. And finally he said to me, listen, if you were a man doing everything that you are doing right now and involved like you are right now, it would be a no brainer. Because like, like sister Russell said, I've been doing ministry since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've not, I, and I'm nothing special, but I've done everything. I've tried to do everything that the Lord has asked me to do and be sensitive and win people and, and, you know, just put my neck out there and do all of these things. And so that kind of put it in perspective uh, for me when Micah said that. You know, what are you waiting on? What is the problem? Um, and, and of course, and I will say this too, you know, um, the, 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 the general or the, yeah, the general conference before I went in to get my license or before I started to really pursue it, I walked in and I think this was brother Bernard's doing, but there were all of these giant banners of women in ministry. I mean, there are pictures and these little bios of them and they were giant and they were everywhere. And it was just like this light bulb. So (laughs) there there it was. And I was like, okay, Lord, let's go, let's do it. So in, in everything sister Russell said too, the validation, the, you know, the loyalty, this is my organization. This is, 
this is who I want to uh, represent and this is who I want to represent me. I think Mm -hmm. it's a great organization. And so I really like that. I think that's a really, um, a really good way to frame it that everything that you're doing, if you were a man, it wouldn't be a question. It would just be like, yes, of course you should go get a license. And so I, I really love again, that, um, we are so blessed to, to have leadership that is supportive and encouraging of that. And, um, I I actually think that's really great. Okay. So you are offering, um, these video series and social media planning for meetups and, and, um, networking and those sorts of things in the future. But your big thing is a conference. And you mentioned that it's kind of been relaunched. So I know that this conference has happened before. My sister attended several, many years ago. Um, So tell me what is different, what's the same, and what can people expect if they come to this year's conference? Well, you're one of the the original ones. Kind of want you to kind of start out with what it was. Okay. Well, um, this, this, uh, whole thing is an idea of Dr. David Norris. Um, you know, he's just always thinking of something new and creating and he's so smart and people listen to him. And so we're so grateful. And, uh, so it started, uh, nine years ago and, um, brother Norris just, I, I, I get this wrong every time, but I think he said he was going to call it pizza and the Bernards or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, so he's just going to invite a handful of girls, um, you know, and have pizza in the basement and just kind of talk. Well, it ended up, he had, he had over a hundred, I think that wanted to come. And so he just thought, well, this is, this is really something. And so it's just kind of grown from that. And, and, um, I, you know, it's it, in the past, it's just sort of been a conference. We've had classes, we've had speakers. And so I think this year we're trying to make it more of a interactive. Um, we're doing a lot of small groups. We're trying to give the girls a lot more chance to make those connections with mentors and with friends. And we've got a couple of different out of the box type of ministries this time. Um, you know, rather than sit here and listen to this speaker, we've got a few, um, different kind of ministries, because as we all know, ministering doesn't always mean spitting behind a microphone, you know, (laughs) Sister Russell. Yeah. And I think what we try to do is add on to that original thought of this conference, which inspired everyone to bring in some practical and some, some foundational teaching as well, because we want to, we want these girls to leave with not only just networking and friendships, but also taking away some tools and you know, we're offering like sermon crafting and talking about, you know, guarding your ministry with, you know, social media, um, balancing your life. And, you know, what I think one of the things we also wanted them to take away is it's, it's not about them necessarily. It's about them being a, a conduit or a tool that God uses. It's, it's not about us. It's about him and how he works through us. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of sums up where we're, we're kind of trying to go with it. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, so, and you know, and this, this year we've got, um, you know, Melinda Portress, she's going to do kind of a spoken word, yeah. which is going to be a different, um, and of course we're going to have some music and we're, we've got some talented people coming and it, you know, the spirit of God is going to be there. And I'm just so excited on 
in, in what's going to happen through these different types. And um, um, Brother Bernard always comes to the Deborah Project, yeah. which is so wonderful. And we're so thankful that he does. And I told somebody here recently, I can't remember. It's been a few years ago. He spoke about women in ministry and just kind of the history and why they're so important. And it was one of the most powerful messages I've ever heard. And I told somebody, I said, if I had heard that, what he said, what our general superintendent has to say and the validation he gives to women in ministry, if I had heard that when I was in my twenties, my early twenties, would have been a game changer for me. Wow. Like this, this light bulb inside of me was just, you know, and I was old when I heard it, but still these light bulbs are just going off. Like, yeah, he's right. You know, <laughs> so cool. Yes. That's how I felt recently. We had brother, um, Daniel Corin who wrote, um, his, uh, thesis dissertation I'm not sure which one um on women in ministry and his book was like that it was like I would read a chapter and just be like uh okay and I have to put it down and think about it for a while and like I told him I said parts of it made me cry parts it was just so um validating and encouraging yeah and that that is the cool thing about uh, with them being here in St. Louis we we have coming in a lot and so you know, like the urban girls are really blessed because we are like we have a women in ministry class and brother Bernard comes where the Norse comes and and these and these they they normalize what God intended I think for the church you know mm-hmm. so that we 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 work together men and women to take the gospel to the whole world yeah and the the ways that we're doing that are changing and especially in the last year and a half, they've just changed so rapidly to where so many new avenues have been opened up through the use of technology. And when we have to get creative about how we're going to gather and how we're going to meet and how we're going to spread the gospel, we start coming up with all of these new ways to do things. And so I love to hear you saying that you're going to be talking about some of those practical tips for ministry now because it's different than it was. Yes. 10 years ago, five years ago, like it's changing all the time. And one, we need more people. You know, there's no, there's no uh, shortage of folks to win. So we need more people stepping up to the call. And then the ways that we can go about doing that are so varied. We need some instruction. We need some guidance. And like you mentioned before, mentors to help us as we grow into those ministries that God's calling us to. Right. Right. So when you were talking about Speaking of mentors, when you were talking about that, and I noticed that on the um, like the conference uh, agenda, um, talk to me a little bit about that. Do you have, um, well, I guess first, you've mentioned that this is m- geared towards young women. Um, so tell me a little bit about the age range that you're looking at and kind of who you're hoping to come, who, who you are hoping will come um, to take part of the conference, I guess. That is really interesting because we have talked about that. I mean, 16 to 30-ish, mm-hmm. but we're we're finding out that there are others that want to come. Um, yeah. That's kind of what we gear it towards. You know, that's our target area just for purposes of planning sessions and getting content. Um, but we certainly, you know, we don't card anybody at the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, for me, I didn't get my license till I was in my 30s. So I think it's valuable for so many, so many other people as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then you, when you're talking about mentor uh, opportunities to connect with mentors, are there going to be um, 
older ladies there, older lady ministers there to kind of establish those kind of relationships? Is there any kind of formalized mentorship um, plan or is it just kind of hoping people will connect and network and that sort of thing? You know, that's something that we have tossed around and wrestled with a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's kind of hard to set people up with mentors when you don't know the girl, you, you know, if you're not their pastor, that's kind of hard to do. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is we try to invite a lot of really interesting and smart and godly women to our conference. And we just sort of let it happen organically. Right. You know, we don't hand out pieces of paper, like let this be your mentor, but it's more of kind of a, mm-hmm. let me pour into you, sit down. I want to hear what you have to say. What do you want to get out of this conference? Mm-hmm. Um, this is my journey yeah. and just kind of let it happen. And that's one of the things that we, we just had a call the other night and we, we just reiterated over and over. We, we have to meet these girls. We have to, do our very best to make sure that we interact with as many as we can. Yeah. And so, you know, cause we don't, we don't want to step on anybody's toes or make anybody mad or, yeah. you know, or speak into these, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor's wife. I pour into people all the time and, and, you know, I don't, not that I think any of our ladies are knuckleheads, but I, you know what I'm saying? We, we just don't want to go there. So we try to be real careful. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. What are, and I'm kind of just like thinking as we, as we talk, my brain is going in different directions. So if, if there is a young lady who, or an older lady or a middle-aged lady (laughs) who is looking for a mentor, what would you advise her to look for? So if, if she comes to the conference or if she's just looking around her church, her district, her, you know, community, what would you advise that is a good way to find somebody that can, because that's a very specific kind of relationship and not everybody is equipped or willing to, to partake in that kind of, um, give and take. So how would you recommend somebody find something like that? Wow. That's a really good question. Um, (laughs) you know, I I almost feel like mentoring, at least to me is just, is it's not black and white and there's not, you know, this formal definition. I think a lot of times we mentoring looks different to different people. So um, I, I think if someone's looking for a mentor, it, it really has to, to, to be a, a specific kind of almost personal thing for them. Like what do, I mean, like, what do I, if I'm looking for a mentor, what am I looking for? What season of life am I in? What am I, what, what are the things I'm wanting to be poured into my life? Um, so I don't know, Pebble, you want to kind of add to that? That's tricky because I I remember as a a young woman, um, every conference we seemed like we went to, they would say, get you a mentor, but I never really, it was awkward for me. Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, you know, I have great parents, but my parents aren't ministers or preachers. So we didn't know a lot of people. I didn't know a lot of people. Um, so that, that was hard for me. And I think that's hard for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I think a good place to start is, um, you know, of course, your pastor's wife, if that'll work, if that'll work for you, it doesn't always, you know, sometimes there's not always that. But but I, I think being able to talk to her and communicate with that and, and just get direction. Yeah. That, that's tricky, Jessica, having having a mentor. And I don't think there's anything wrong with if you click with someone asking, mm-hmm. because I think, in fact, one of the things that at Beautiful You this year that I want our 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 speaker to talk about, who's talking to the chaperones and the 
the parents is, you know, be sensitive to that. These girls are hungry. So be sensitive and, and try to pour into that. Because I think sometimes we older people, we don't maybe don't do it on purpose, but maybe we just don't recognize, oh, mm-hmm. she's craving. She's mm-hmm. craving that. So maybe we need to do a better job at training the mentors. Yeah. 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 Well, I would add to you, though, that um, and I don't know about you guys. I mean, Jessica, I don't know who you have mentoring you and, and Pebble, but like for me, I have different mentors. Even I mean, even as I age, my, I have different mentors that pour into me for different um, things in my life. I mean, I have, uh, you know, mentors that speak to me for, you know, things that I do at the school, like leadership. And then I have mentors that help me with ministry stuff. And then I have mentors that, you know, just do life lessons with, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I have different mentors for different things. Yeah. I think sometimes too, people that might be excellent mentors might struggle with, um, not feeling equipped or not feeling adequate or um, not feeling like they have something to offer. And then also being afraid of becoming all things to this person and the weight of that. And so I think it's, I think it's on both sides that you have to have a clear understanding. Like you said, that I need this person to help me um, walk through and grow in this one area, but I can't make them like the person I go to for everything in my life and, right. you know, put all of that burden on them. It's got to be a balance, I think. And it's, it is tricky. Yeah. yeah. And I would also think that when we talk about mentoring, that, that people understand that mentoring is different than, I think like Pebble just mentioned, you know, you have authority in your life, your right. pastor, you know, your those those that are over you and that, they they do trump those that I mean you can have mentors and they and they speak well to life but you should always balance that out with with your pastor and your pastor's wife and your district officials and um so I, I would add that I think maybe as a, as yeah. a to this. Mm-hmm. shouldn't contradict those things shouldn't con- they should yeah support and help yes yeah. each other mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. hmm Lots of good thoughts. Let me see see here if I have any other questions. I guess I guess the only other questions that I have are just about the details of the conference for people who might be interested in coming. Um, where should they look? What should they should be expecting as far as registration and all those sorts of things? Well, um, you can go to urshancollege.org on the website. Um, the conference is October 22nd and 23rd. I think it's 30, I believe it's $30 uh, to come. Um, anything else that I'm missing where you can find it? It's on a vet yeah. you can register. Yeah. And, and, and excuse me, on Instagram, uh, the Eventbrite link is is on Instagram. That's an easy place to find. And it's on Facebook too. We don't do as much on Facebook as we do on Instagram, but but it's on there. And uh, yeah, register. You get a t-shirt. I mean, <laughs> yeah, get food. It's going to be so fun. And, you know, anybody who's interested in coming, um, I was just reading today about, about Deborah. So in the Bible, cause I, you asked me where it originated from and I guess maybe she's where it originated from. She's the, she is the, uh, uh, the inspiration behind it. Um, but it's just such a cool story. It's such a great story. So uh, go read Judges chapter four. And I mean, you know, when Deborah was, uh, 
going to battle, other women were taking care of kids. And when she was prophesying, other women were in the home making dinner. And when, when, when she was doing judging people, uh, the other women were at the house um, weaving baskets. And I just think it's so interesting that she just did what God called her to do. Not that God didn't call those other women to take care of the children and to weave, but Deborah was just willing to do whatever. And so I just think it's such a, a great concept and, and story and real life story. You know, it's, it's, that was the Lord's design. The Lord called Deborah and, and, um, she kind of, she kind of hits a lot of boxes for a lot of people. If, if you read that you can identify with part of her story. So. Yes. I, I always love that, that uh, the part where, um, Barack says to her, well, I'm not going if you don't go. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you're the one with the word of the Lord. I'm, I'm not going if you're not going. And I just always find that so fascinating. And, um, think about how much anointing she must have had to inspire that kind of confidence. Yes, that's right. That's right. And, and I, I, when I read it today, Jessica, I wondered, did he say that because he didn't have enough confidence in himself to go because she didn't say she was going to go with him. Mm-hmm. She told him to go and he said, I'm not. So either he didn't believe her, he didn't believe the Lord or he didn't believe himself. I'm not sure which, but, yeah. but yeah, it's, but she was ready. Yep. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm, I am, uh, well outside your age range, but, um, I am planning to try to, uh, corral some friends to come and, um, join you guys in October. It sounds, it sounds like something that, um, will be a big encouragement to a lot of people and I'm looking forward to it. Um, if any of our listeners are interested, like, uh, they mentioned the details are all on, online and we will link to those um in our show notes as well so people can find those find those links to go and register and find your um social media accounts to uh follow you guys and and catch all those good teachings and um words of wisdom and encouragement and just the lovely things that you guys have been posting i've enjoyed i've enjoyed following and seeing all that stuff all right sister pebble already is uh familiar with this, but we always end the show the same way. We ask all of our guests because our show is called Good Question. What is a good question that you are asking yourself lately? Hmm. Well, mine would be probably more self-reflective right now because it's just right where I'm at right now in my life. Um, The question I'm pondering a lot right now is, has someone seen Christ in me today? So yeah. where I'm at, I just want to know that do my, my responses and my actions speak what they should. Very good. I like that. I'm all, I'm a big fan of self-reflection. So I like the self-reflective questions that I've heard from a lot of our guests. They give me things to think about. And so that's a good way to kind of check in on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get going in life and forget. Amen. Amen. Forget what we're supposed to be about. Well, mine is probably what I've been thinking about lately too. And it's, it's a broken record. Um, I'm tired of this crazy pandemic. I'm just tired. I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of dealing with it. And I know the Lord knows, but my question is, how are we going to get all of the people through this in our churches and that we deal with and in our colleges and everywhere? How are we going to get everybody through to the other side? And, and we still love each other. That's good. I like that. 
like let's quit being so mean and let's get through this. How, mm-hmm. how are we going to get people? What are we going to do to help people get through this and, and still love each other on the other side? Mm-hmm. That's deep tonight, Jessica. It, well, I'll tell you my solution, not, and not necessarily a solution, but one of the things that I put in place very early on, whenever I felt myself realizing that it was going to be a struggle to, to love some people in my life after it was over. I mean, just be, being perfectly honest, I was like, the things I'm seeing on social media is ma- it's making me angry. And on top of the anxiety and the fear and everything else, I said, I have to love you after this is done. And I, I did a big, um, not necessarily a purge of my social media, but I went through and used those hide and mute buttons with abandon. And so um, there's a lot of people that I love dearly that if big events have happened in their lives, I have not found out about it on social media because I have and I didn't do it just to people that were upsetting me. I went through and did it to pretty much everybody because it was just getting to be too much. And so I think sometimes it's (sighs) focusing on our interactions in person over our interactions online has been a big part of it for me personally. But yes, it's. It's a question we got to be asking and thinking about. We are going to get on the other side of it eventually. Yes, we are. So, yes. Well, I love and appreciate you ladies both. I thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Um, I look forward to seeing you in person. Thanks for having us, Jessica. Ladies, who is joining me in October at Urshan College for the Deborah Project? I am making plans to attend. I hope you'll come too, and we can be encouraged and strengthened together. There is nothing like gathering with like-minded people to give us the boost we need to keep taking steps forward in our lives and ministries. I appreciated Sister Russell and Sister Wisdom for taking the time to come talk to us about it. They both have such a welcoming and encouraging spirit about them. I know this conference is going to be phenomenal. If you can't make it to the conference, do go check out their Instagram channel. There is so much great teaching there. As we mentioned, I know it will be a blessing to you. They're at the.debra.project. And if there's a woman in your life who would benefit from hearing about the Deborah Project, please share this episode with her. As always, we'd love to connect with you on social media. Find us on Instagram at Good Question Show, and I'm at Jessica Tanderup. That's Jessica T as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can also find our Facebook page by searching Good Question with Jessica Tanderup Podcast, or you can send us an email to goodquestionshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media and is produced and hosted by me, Jessica Tanderup. My co-producer, editor, and the man who troubleshoots all my technical issues so these podcasts get from my brain to your ears is my husband, Dave Tanderup. Our audio engineer is Josh Powalczyk. That's it for this week. We will be back here next Tuesday with another good question. See y'all then.